Enough Boys. Another Boys. Hello and welcome back to Another Boys. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And this is our first episode that we are recording since we've actually released. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to be in this situation knowing how y'all have responded. Mm. And before we start today, Adam and I are going to do a bit of an experiment here. Not an experiment, but something for our own sort of growth. Um, We're going to record this episode naked. Yes, we're going to record ourselves naked. Um, We are currently robed and we're going to disrobe. We are going to disrobe. Are we going to do that now? We'll stand up and we're going to disrobe. You'll hear our natural reactions and... This is live. This is live. I personally haven't seen Adam naked before. (laughs) Adam has definitely seen me naked many a time. I've seen me naked. Um, and it is cold in here, but it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're going to be getting a little vulnerable today. Here we go. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this. Woo! Here we go. Now, personally, I feel that... <laughs> This is an experience. Um, this is an experience, yeah. I, um... Yeah. How I, do you feel? Well, I feel... <sighs> I'm just going to stop filming on my phone for okay. a second. All right, let's do that too. We've got the natural reactions now. Part of me, like, is feeling like I want to explain why my cock is this size right now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Go for it. Well, I just feel like it's not very impressive when it's, when it's flaccid. And it's been very... It's been a big point of insecurity for me a lot of my life. Um, and this is... What we're doing right now is extremely therapeutic. That's, that's, that's why we're doing this. Because, yeah. like, I feel like I came to the conclusion that, yes, when flaccid, my dick is small. Yeah. And I sort of learned to accept that. Yeah. And that's why I'm comfortable, like, sharing in front of the boys. And, like, I'm very comfortable right now. Yeah. I don't know if you can see. I'm, yeah. like, chilly. That's the thing. You have... It's, I was thinking of this. Like, you have no feelings of shame in your life. <laughs> and it's amazing, and I respect the fuck out of it, honestly. I'm shameless. Um, you're shameless, and it's, and it's very good. Um, I remember the first time I was insecure of my penis size was at your, I think, 11th birthday I know party. exactly what story this is. Where I got dacked. By me? I don't think it was by you. It was by I someone. I think it was me. Anyway, and everyone at the party made fun of me of having a small dick. My 11-year-old cock. They told me my 11-year-old boy, <laughs> my 11-year-old boy's cock was small. <laughs> And it's scarred me ever since. Like, I still get stage fried, like, peeing at the, you at do the urinals. Get stage I get fucking peeing. full stage fried and shit. And I, yeah, it's, it's annoying as fuck. But, like, now you're in your, like, if, if there's anyone to be naked in front of, it's going to be me. I know. That's why this is good. So, we are front on, I've got a great angle <laughs> of Adam's dick. You shaved recently, too, didn't you? Yeah, man. Boys, boys getting shaving. some. I haven't so been shaving. Gotta, gotta look good for the ladies. Gotta put in a bit of care. I feel like some girls like a bit of hair. I never go clean. How do you feel about hair on a woman? Like, I've never gone clean. So for me to say, ugh, hair would be... Uh, it'd just be unfair. Mm. Um, but, you know, like, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of it. Mm. I had a bad experience when I was, like, a child mm. where I was in a movie cinema and I experienced... Oh, my God. Like, we, should, we should tell the story. <laughs> we should tell the story. So Adam used to be pretty much my side piece, almost. <laughs> and by that, I mean, he was always there when 
little horny 13 to 15 year old boy was getting action and we we're in the cinemas once and i was with a girl and adam was with us great third wheel and you know like we've got frisky me and this girl and i was very mature i didn't understand much about like pubic hair and everything and so she had a bit of a bush and me being the child that i was turned my head to adam and just showed this face of pure disgust obviously i didn't remove my hand or anything kept going with it but like that story has stuck with us for for life Mm -hmm. um yeah that was that was an interesting experience one of the many times where you've been with a girl right next to me yeah he's a good he's a good good wingman yeah yeah i rate myself in that respect for sure yeah um okay so we're now naked yes fully naked we're we're so we've done a lot of exposing ourselves so we last recorded we hadn't really released anything so how did you feel before the release before the release i was excited um and also a bit kind of apprehensive and nervous um of what people would think about us because it was a stereotype like yeah young dude white boy like releasing a fucking podcast like entitled as fuck doing that and then that was in the back of my mind and also a few years ago when i was like 18 someone important in my life told me that no one cares what i have to say (laughs) and that really stuck with me and i really believed like no one would actually give a shit about what we were saying and like the feedback that we have been receiving thank you so much guys it's been beautiful and like it's what we all we wanted was to have an impact on the people that did listen mm. and have listened and the response that we've received from everyone has been like heartwarming yes and it's really made me think and like change how i think about myself as well and that like i actually do have some good shit to say which has been also really therapeutic for me and i was also really insecure of my voice and people have been saying that i got a great podcast voice and that I, feels great i was with someone earlier and she was like i feel like he's trying to like almost seduce me with his voice i like <laughs> it i was like he definitely is seducing you with his voice yeah so yeah how have you felt so before the release i was like the day of the release i was like a nervous wreck i don't know yeah, if you remember i do <clears throat> um because it was very the first episode was very exposing of me and my issues mm-hmm. and in a way putting it out into the world has almost helped me overcome that issue now um and i feel like everything that we release um they may have been more prevalent issues or prevalent things within my life as we recorded and now bring them back and it allows me to work on it so i think for me personally it's been really beneficial um I was terrified of the response that we would get. I mm. thought we were going to get a bit of hate or we just weren't going to get listeners. But the appreciation that people have had for us being vulnerable and putting mm. ourselves out there for the benefit of everyone else has been really just so elite. Like the amount of times that Adam has sent me a message saying this friend from primary school just sent me this message. And like, it's it's... It's such a weird feeling. It's mm. like true appreciation for what we've created. Mm. Um, so yeah, just thank you again to everyone mm-hmm. who's listened um, and for being so kind because we really are exposing ourselves. We're exposing ourselves on another level at the moment. Literally. Like I'm staring Adam's penis in the face <laughs> right now and I'm loving it. Um, but yeah. Why do you think that this is such a taboo thing for us to be here naked right now? 
Well, we're, we're brought up to be like, well, actually, no. When you're when you're a kid, you're naked everywhere. You all go the to the beach, there's always fucking naked kids. All the fuck- Wait, so when when are we? Taught, when do they shut us down? When are we taught that it's not okay? I think it's when you get to school, hmm. like kinder and stuff. Hmm. I think that's also because in kinder you get you see it the first sort of like sexualization in kids so that like kids will hump pillows and I remember and other I remember things pillows. yeah that's where it Isn't starts that so interesting like you hang around and you oh. so I think the reason that it comes down to this and I was discussing this with someone the other day is it's your first exposure to a wider community mm. and the way society works is they gradually expose you to a, a, a bigger group of people so mm. you start with your family and close friends and then you go to creche and mm. it's a little bit bigger and then you go to kinder, and that's a that's a significant jump for most people. You're hanging out with people, being social, trying to find out your personality. Then you go to primary school, and it's a bit bigger. Mm. And then secondary school, that's a lot bigger. And then uni, even bigger. And then it's just the whole wide world, and you freak yeah, right, the fuck out. Right, right, right. You're like, oh my god, mm. there's a lot of. I think that's why a lot of people get anxiety leaving university. I know it was for me. It was yeah. like, I there's no guidance there's yeah. no blinders on anymore like yeah. this is the real thing yeah so i think when you're going to kinder you start hanging out with people being social it's it starts bringing out natural instincts within you mm. because you're not with your parents you're left to your own sort of mm. instincts right now i feel really natural like this is how we should be chilling as in like as humans we should just be naked like who's a fuck like there's it's so a much cold out there though it's a bit yeah obviously outside but just like this shouldn't be such a big deal it really shouldn't. And it's just... It, it blows my mind that it is such a big deal. How do you feel... It's like when you first took your robe off, you were like tense, shaking. Yeah. Now your shoulders are down, yeah. you're relaxed, you're breathing good. Yeah. What's changed? Um, I just think that... People don't give a shit. You don't give a shit about my cock. Like, no one gives a shit about my cock. And... I think that's what I just learned pretty through that whole experience. Just like it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like <laughs> And it's interesting because we, we said this in, in Shame on Your Penis. Like we talked about this, like only guys really think that cocks matter and like it doesn't and this is really, yeah, putting our dicks where our mouths are. Like, <laughs> we are putting our dicks where our mouths are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why it's important to do it with another guy, because I think that's where the fear comes from. Mm. It's from other guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but yeah, hopefully this is a really therapeutic experience for you. It is. Um, I know for me, like... This is casual for you. It's, it's chilling. It's, 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 it's weird that for me, this is almost normal, which is not normal within society. R- yes, yes. It's not normal to be like me. Yes. Um, but hopefully you'll get there. Yeah, I, yeah, I reckon I'm, you will. I'd like to. I'd like to be on a nudist beach, you know, comfortable. R- rocking like, out with your cock out. Yeah. Like friends that have, that have said like, oh, in Europe, they were like at nudist beach and like, at Doof, so we go like swim naked and stuff. I'll be like, fuck, that's so dope that you can do that and have the confidence to do that. And like... Oh, I think that's a good segue into, I guess, the whole sort of area that we want to discuss today, mm. which is vulnerability. Yes. I think that's a key reason that we hide ourselves and... And whether it's personality or physically, mm-hmm. right? Like at a door, I don't see myself getting butt naked because mm. that's pretty, I'd be pretty scared of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so how do you want to start stuff? Do you want to talk about what vulnerability is to you? Sure. So vulnerability, the actual word vulnerability, if you break it down, 
the the Latin derivative. Come on, I love of, this shit. Of vulna means to able to be, to be wounded. Mm-hmm. So wounded and then ability. So vulnerability is able to be wounded. So you're exposing yourself. You know, you're taking your armor off and you're able to be wounded, and that's the scary bit. You know, like you're taking a chance that you could be wounded if you expose yourself like this, you know? Especially if you've been wounded in that situation in the past, then it's really scary to be vulnerable in that setting again, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I was just talking about, you know? When I was 11 years old, I got fucking wounded. And now it's taken me 13 years, you know, to fucking have the courage to be in that space again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just, yeah, putting yourself out there and letting yourself be able to be wounded Mm -hmm. you know i think that's why it's so scary for a lot of people as well because deep down you know that you could get hurt not Mm -hmm. that you will but you could it's that that fear of a chance of being hurt we're so scared and yes i like i guess there is a valid reasoning behind that like you don't really want to experience pain but Mm -hmm. also like it's an irrational thought because mm. like for us right now, it's an irrational thought to think that someone cares about the size of my flaccid penis. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. Yeah. No one cares about the size of your penis. Mm-hmm. Like, or the shape. Yeah. You know? The only thing I'd be interested in is if it was there was a foreskin there <laughs> because I don't have one. I remember the first time I saw a foreskin. Terrifying. It was so strange. I was like, what is on your dick? What was on your dick? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I guess that's that's what a foreskin is. Yeah. And because we have this whole cock shame about us, man, like, mm. I I haven't seen, other than in porn, but that doesn't mm. really count because mm. they're not real penises. Um, <laughs> True. Um, I haven't seen, like, a flaccid foreskin Listeners, Since I was a kid. if anyone's got a flaccid cock, be sure to DM it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start sending in news. Please, over 18s only. Um, we are not supporting any sort of no, involvement by children. Good disclaimer. Thank you. So, Gotta protect ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess vulnerability for me, I guess I experience it more so emotionally than I do physically. Hmm. As you're aware, I'm a very out there personality mm. and I'm allowed like when I walk into a room I want the eyes on me mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's always who I've been mm. and some people don't like that yeah and when that happens it's like ooh because I'm an out there person I don't really have much to hide mm-hmm. everyone knows about everyone knows what's going on in my life yeah because I'm proud of what I do I'm, I'm very content with everything that's going on so when someone's like, oh, I don't like that, it's like almost a personal straight hit because my arm is always open. Mm. Um, and also, obviously, my height. Um, but that's a whole separate discussion. Mm. So, yeah, I guess there's lots of aspects of vulnerability. Um, well, I think you've, you've experienced vulnerability, so have I. Um, what, do you, what are one of your experiences where you really learned something from being vulnerable? Hmm. That's... <laughs> It is a very effective way of connecting with a person. It's a very good way of showing that you're human and like leveling the ground with someone. Like I was just learning in one of my units that like self-disclosure is one of the greatest ways to build strength of a relationship with someone and disclosing information about yourself 
encourages another person to also disclose and be vulnerable with you and then you kind of can like be on the same page and you can have more things in common and you can work towards common goals like that because you know the truth about someone you know so it's like more in-depth connection building yeah That's yeah awesome um but an, an example an example of vulnerability i don't know i tend to do it a lot i try to like every single story which might have a little bit of shame in it i try and just expose it to the sunlight because then it gets rid of the shame you know shame loves to fucking hide and fester and if you get it into the sunlight it's like an algae you'll just die um and yeah okay yeah. i saw something interesting on saturday night when i when i was on chapel street and um <laughs> and it was pretty much an 18 year old who an 18 year old who is clearly out for the first time legally probably mm-hmm. um and they're with their boys and they wanted to come in and get a grilled burger but the place was shut and he was walking in and he was told no and he sort of didn't get what he wanted and he took a hit to his armor right mm. and rather than accepting that failure right mm. he got really aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. and like almost pretended to punch the guy that worked there i was sitting there i was like what the fuck is happening right mm. now this is children get off the streets um and it was almost him like shutting out any possibility of being vulnerable like he's like no everything must go my way my ego can't take a hit i have to be who i am and i have to be strong and i just feel like that's so limiting i feel like he wasn't being himself i feel like you said that he was like trying to be nice and like trying to get them to make him a burger or some shit he walked in like oh, come on like you're not close like make me a burger yeah like sort of like that well, I think, yeah, that's he was trying that, you know, to be agreeable and be kind of friendly. And that was maybe who he actually was. And then they were like, no, nah, fuck you. Get the fuck out. And, they, and then he was like, ugh. Um, I also recently learned in the same unit that, like, when we get angry, um, it's because a goal is being blocked. And that's what makes us feel angry and ag- aggression. Mm. So he wanted that burger and that was getting blocked. And so, mm-hmm. but... The way he... I don't know. I don't know if that's him being vulnerable. Him, him shutting off any possibility of being vulnerable. Like, so you think taking a hit is also being vulnerable? I think the way you respond to taking a hit... Yeah. I feel like that'd be a bit of humility. Well, where do we, where do we lie in terms of the difference? Because I think being vulnerable allows you to gain a level of humility. Mm. And it could probably work vice versa. Mm. But this guy not willing to gain that humility was blocking off any chance of him becoming vulnerable in the future mm-hmm. because he's like no nah, it's not going to go my way so i'm just going to be aggressive and walk away mm. right i didn't take a hit technically because in the end i didn't want to be there and i wanted to throw a punch but i was kind to him because mm. i didn't actually throw the punch mm. right whereas if he'd responded like oh that's okay cheers he's walked away he's from that he's gained that i can't always get something my way mm. I can take a hit. Like, I wanted something and it didn't go my way. Mm. And I move on. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a precise example, but I think it just shows the versatility of the word and and how it can have so many different, like, aspects within our life. Because it is everywhere. Everywhere. It's literally everywhere. And, like, the only way to kind of be comfortable 
with it is to practice it more. Like it's very hard and like being vulnerable and showing how you actually feel, especially if it's like romantic feelings, that shit's so scary. Like, oh my God, like to be vulnerable and say and expose yourself. And like, here I am, in all here my I am this is the truth. And sometimes you get fucking just stabbed. Like you open that fucking armor up and someone just shoves a fucking sword in your chest, you know, like. It fucking hurts. And you leave scars for sure. And that's the fear of, I think the vulnerability is like just opening yourself up and doing it again and again and again. But the fucking human spirit is, is a beautiful thing because it loves to heal itself like autonomously, like without any of us doing it. And that's the thing. That's why I think the biggest thing, well, one of the biggest things to take out of this is like your body will want to get over that. Yeah. You don't want to live in fear. You don't want to live in mm-hmm. pain. So if you have a past experience, like think about it. What was it that, that hurt me so much? Mm. Was it, something personal about me was disliked was it that I was too forward this Mm. that there are so many different reasons that it could be and then like try and figure out if that's something that you can put yourself in like can you put yourself in that situation again and and let your body heal because we stop ourselves yeah I feel it's also like the pain it's because we just take it personally as well I feel like I've taken it personally like rejection just making it something about me, you know? Like, this is shame about me. And that's, like, what shame is. It's, like, shame and guilt. Like, guilt... Guilt is... I've done something wrong, and you feel bad because you've done something bad. But shame is, like, I am bad. Something in me is bad. I don't like this about me. Yeah. And I feel like if we get rejected... Or if any kind of way, if we're vulnerable and then something bad happens, we immediately make it about us and we don't have the foresight, or well, I don't have the foresight sometimes to be like, they're actually just have their own agenda. That's them. You know, yeah. they don't want to hurt me. They don't mean to hurt me. I'm hurting myself. Yeah. Through interpreting their words. It's, uh, it's society's push on us mm. almost. How do you it mean? It creates that shame. So, like, without that person mm. within society, creating that shame within you. You don't have the shame there. Mm. So you actually do like the person that you are. Mm. I feel actually, what you, I feel like the, the society thing, I think we've learned that like, when we see someone do that in the movies or whatever, in fucking culture, and they open up, normally they get welcomed. And it's like, yes, you're amazing. I want that. I'm not rejecting you. And that's what we kind of learn is that like, if they do re- say no to us, that it's got to do with us and it's nothing to do with any extraneous issue about them, the other person. It's got to do with us, something intrinsic to us. They don't like us. And yeah, then we just harbor that shame unless you expose it again, unless you talk about it like this, you know? Um, And live it. Yeah. You're just going to live it. Like, you know what? I'm going to fucking tell this story because... (laughs) Because it's hilarious and... It's good to talk about it. So the other week, <laughs> I was at at a, at, a, at a woman's house, um, and we had had sex a few times already. Yeah, and <laughs> buckle up. Yeah, and so it was the morning, and the person's dog was with us, and like we got the dog out of the room, and, and we had sex, and. Um, 
we went to go have a shower and we got up and there was a little dry dog turd on the bed and we look at each other and we're like no like surely fucking not and yeah we had sex on a dry dog turd and it was horrifying i was like caught between disgust and wanting to vomit and (laughs) and just laughing hysterically and like just like every 30 seconds we just switch like gagging to fucking like hysterically laughing and we were in the shower like trying to process it and i was like like she didn't want to even talk about it think about it and i was like no we have to fucking like accept what just happened (laughs) because i was like fuck the shame fuck the shame of that i I will i refuse to feel ashamed of what just happened well where was her shame coming from just that it was nasty and like i don't i don't know i didn't ask her maybe like if people knew what would they think maybe that's where i was coming from but like i don't give a shit and it's like that's fucking hilarious we're just humans like whatever like getting down dirty people do crazy shit like people have sex in like parks and stuff that's dirty people eat each other's poo (laughs) yeah what because it's like the most disgusting part of the body technically you know what i mean the same thing i feel like that's not healthy probably not but like there's there's i remember listening to a podcast and they were talking about how like this girl was like shamed her whole life she was raised in a very um like i think either catholic or christian really heavy family and nothing sexual was everything sexual was always shamed and she met this guy online and they like would exchange bodily fluids and stuff because like it was so disgusting but that was the kink that was the mm. fetish mm. because if you can accept the most disgusting part that's beautiful in its own sense mm. that's also I think I don't know if I talked about this but like that's the reason why foot fetishes are a thing because they're so like feet just a yuck you know, they people, have a connotation people, of yuckiness they have a connotation of, of yuckiness and like if you can worship someone's feet like that's hot to someone it's like I hope people have changed their perspective on like certain kinks from that like my initial reaction to you telling me that yeah. people ate shit, I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. But like, you expect explain crazily the the beauty of eating someone else's feces, yeah. And like, you can see where someone would appreciate that. For it's sure. Not, not obviously, it's not for everyone, but yeah. like, it's a very interesting way to like accept exactly kink and to and to reduce the shame around kinks as well. What well, you said a key word just then. You said accept. Yeah. Acceptance. Yeah. That is what I think the most beautiful part of being vulnerable is. I think that's almost, not the goal, but that's the beauty of being vulnerable is having your shit accepted. Like, being accepted, oh my God, like, that is all I really want in my life. You know, like, that is where my fear of belonging comes from, my fear of rejection, all this shit is just, like, me saying something about myself and someone being like okay i accept that and still love you almost validating you for who you are pretty much which is not good in its own sense because i need to be able to do that within myself but there's obviously i'm still learning of course and yeah yeah. there's two ways to grow you can grow inwards and outwards a lot Mm. of us get caught growing outwards and i think that's why people almost say like it's unhealthy to like want acceptance from other people Mm. but as long as you're still working on yourself within Mm. then i think wanting that acceptance from someone else or to be seen Mm -hmm. by someone else Mm -hmm. um is is okay and perfectly healthy yeah for sure and it's also like 
there's also I feel a sense of pride as well when I kind of find some crazy shit out about myself and like you know you dig those roots deeper into the fucking ground like and you can your base is stronger and then you want to grow upwards as well you want to share the information you know you got something solid to offer now like a tree your roots grow down which allows you to absorb more nutrients from yourself yeah. and to put more out into the world like, absolutely a tree with short roots is not gonna provide much to society or to the environment and to your, even to yourself like you can't it, you can easily get knocked over if someone actually insults you or talks shit about you because you don't have that stable base that foundation within your own fucking body and psyche like if someone says some shit you're going to be toppled over, you know? You can go as high as you want, but if you don't go deep, if you don't go deep down, you know, okay. you can get knocked down. So this this brings me to, like, I wasn't even thinking of this, but yeah. there was one time, so we've got a, a family friend who's, like, she's a psychic. Mm. Um, and she said to me, do you want me to read you? And I was like, nah, not really. I don't think I really want that. And then we had lunch together, and there was a big group of people, and she comes up to me at the end, and I'm a pretty confident person. Mm. And she says to me, you're not confident within yourself. And that whacked me. Like, I was shook. I was shook. Because mm. I was like, me, a confident guy? Because, mm. one, I took it very personally, mm. but I also took it as constructive criticism because I was like, how can she obtain that from one mm. lunch? And she's obviously got some sort of intuition which allows her to see things. So from there, I was like, fuck. What what am I hiding from or mm. what, what do I need to work on? And since then, I've done so much discovery mm-hmm. um, and I owe a lot to her actually for how much confidence I have in my behavior and the way I am and my personality now because like not much can, can bring me down these days. Well, what did you... For, okay, so when that happened, if you don't mind talking about it, yeah. what did you find and what did you do? So I found that I was doing a lot of conversing about things that other people wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. and i was pretending to be interested okay um so i opened myself up to more conversations i Mm -hmm. started actively listening to Mm -hmm. people and really focusing on that and i think a lot of it came down to me actively listening to the conversation so i was actually immersed in it and and hearing people so i could have a deeper connection with them about the conversation Mm -hmm. which also allowed for um for me to understand what I was interested in as well. Okay. So certain conversations. I know I'm actually quite interested in medical talk, mm. which like obviously isn't a big surprise, but like I actually love going deep into it and discussing it on like new levels and like mm. learning things and being told that I'm wrong mm. and just sitting there and listening to the, the knowledge from someone else. Mm. So it came in that way. And then I think a big one for me, and I was struggling to find my own hobbies at the time. Um, and so I tried to do some new things here and there, nothing too like major, but I also learned to, again, accept that I shouldn't be ashamed that one of my hobbies is watching Netflix mm-hmm. and just chilling the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, I love TV, Yep. right? I'm not ashamed of it anymore. Mm. I don't have to hide that. Mm. I don't have to pretend it's an unhealthy habit. Mm. It's like I also do fitness things as mm. well. So those are the two key things I think I lent on. Like I found, I accepted my hobbies and like something that I enjoyed doing. I tried new things as well to help me like find out new things and active listening and, and actually absorb, like being absorbed by a conversation instead of faking it. Um, just to bring that back to sort of vulnerability and being seen was she saw something in me that I was choosing to ignore because mm. I was afraid of being vulnerable. Mm. 
and I was like, I had blinders on to just say that I'm confident and therefore I am confident. Um, and she exposed a vulnerability about me. And so there the, were two ways I could have responded. I could have shut it off and ignored it. Yeah. Or I could have accepted it. So the vulnerability or the thing that you were trying to hide was what? My, I guess it's the superficiality of the confidence that I portrayed to everyone else. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But like, I'm just trying to connect the two things you were talking about. Okay, so we've said that vulnerability is sort of your um, fear of... Oh, the, the negative connotation is the fear of opening yourself up and, and being hurt, right? Mm -hmm. Being vulnerable is opening yourself up to that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't being vulnerable. I was like the guy in the grilled store was just like putting so you, on a show so you would never pretending. kind of put your opinion forward on things or what not that i wouldn't put my opinion forward but in a situation where i'm not as comfortable i'd put on this facade hmm. so i okay. wouldn't be exposed as vulnerable yeah but she picked me apart straight away yeah is that yeah, clearer yeah, yeah. now yeah yeah um so i was seen when i didn't want to be seen yeah and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So if yeah. there's something to take out of that experience, it's that if someone who I guess you trust does give you a bit of just, I wouldn't say criticism, but a bit of insight into what they've witnessed, like you can obviously put your armor up and be like, no, or try and sit with it. Don't let it get you too much. Mm. But where did that come from? Is it something I want to work on? Is it something mm. that's important to me? Because if it's not important to you as well, then like, okay it's okay to let that bit mm. of information slide i think as well if you're the thing that because i know this person as well mm. and she she's also done this to me mm. she pulls me aside and is like can i tell you something and i was like no i don't really want to know but <laughs> there is the, the way that you to do that is like there, there's a certain art in telling someone or asking someone if they want to know what you think about them you know, you don't just spit. Fire. You don't just spit it out. That's fucking people aren't prepared for that. You need to be like, hey, like I've noticed this thing. Can I like talk to you about it? Mm. You know, like get them into the mindset of otherwise they're going to be defensive and they're going to pull back. Yeah. be like you're trying to fucking hurt me. No way. Mm. And maybe that's also why I don't want to hear what she has to say. <laughs> Scared of being vulnerable? No, it's, it's not that because she is a psychic. I don't like knowing my future. Well, it wasn't even my future that she was telling me. About. She was telling me about my present. Mm. You know, there's different people associate like a psychic with like only the future. It's like it's also about the now. Mm. You know, she could see that where I was wasn't healthy or true to me. Mm. And I'm chilling now. Yeah. I also get the not wanting to know about your future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to vulnerability. Um, so I want to go back to the tree analogy. So mm. there's a big topic in like psychology of like the shadow the darkness and then and then the light right and like the the roots of the tree is the shadow and like the visible upward canopy of trees more like the light and you have to go down before you can go up you have to keep going down within yourself to then be able to grow up so you can support yourself and stuff and i've found going inwards and down into the shadow is so scary to even be vulnerable with yourself mm. to even like mm. say some shit to yourself that 
you don't want to hear you don't want to fucking hear and it's really scary sometimes because like you need to admit it to yourself first otherwise no you know you're never going to listen i think a lot of people understand like when you're in like an unhealthy friendship or relationship and Mm. like you know it deep down and then once you finally tell yourself like this isn't right for me Mm -hmm. like you don't want to hear it but you tell yourself this is an example for people and then there's a release even like there's this you release it you let it go and you literally you feel lighter and it's like that is what I have loved about therapy and what I've loved about just exposing myself is that I can like sleep better at nights because it's not so heavy on my mind. I've like mm. let it go and I'm I'm owning it. Mm. You know, I'm like integrating this information into who I am now and it's like I don't need to hide that from myself anymore. So back to that tree analogy, when you're out and about, you're a prospering tree and like you're you're like sprouting out and like spreading your your like branches Mm -hmm. and branching out into new people and and meeting new people trying new things that help you grow as well which continue to feed you and it's like this cycle yes you bring something good into your life and then it feeds your roots which allows you to grow more reach out somewhere else people's roots can also connect with each other i think that's what the beauty of like disclosing information is you show this vulnerability and you can connect roots you can exchange nutrients with each other i love that analogy that's so beautiful because that shit actually happens I don't know if you've seen Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. It happens. That fully, they exchange. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. network, like exchanges fucking nutrients with the trees, and like the trees that like don't have enough nutrients, they like divvy it out to them because they're gonna die crazy. otherwise. It's crazy. It's full natural intelligence. We, we ain't shit. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's just forming this network. You know, growing deep, growing deep down, getting down to these deep sources, these deep sources of, of nutrients. Because the deeper you go, like the more nutrients you get as well. Like the more true to you that you are yeah and i think if you if you find out the true essence of who you are like obviously it takes a very long time Hmm. like there's levels to it like you go deeper and you go deeper and you go deeper you are going to just be happier because Mm -hmm. you're going to know what you like you're going to know where you want to be and what you want to do so it's like really going to help you like just when people meet you they get you you are who you are and that is a very i think it's a constant state of vulnerability Mm. but i think when you go deep enough you are strongly connected with those roots Mm -hmm. and if someone were to be like hey i don't like that about you you'll you can take that hit yeah it doesn't hurt yes you can be like oh that is me and if you don't like that but your hp's up nice dude nice (laughs) hp's health points by the way for no one who knows um yeah i think that's that's great what you've just said though like you can accept someone's criticism, you know, because you can, you have, you're strong in yourself. You like, you know that part about yourself, and you love that part about yourself, which is another aspect of this. Um, and you're not going to change that for someone just because they don't like that. You mm. know, that's probably the issue more, is more there. It's, it's their fucking issue. Yeah, like yeah. you don't like something about me. That's your fucking issue, not mine. Um, and that is that strength. That is power to yeah. be able to fucking own your shit and not change for it like because someone doesn't like it mm-hmm. you know i think that's a good area to sort of wrap everything up I think yeah we went we went deep here yeah um i know we're missing our favorite segment today tea mm. time with adam um, but i think this was a very tea filled discussion yes um and we had other things on our mind when we were setting up yes like disrobing yes just in case you guys forgot 
me and Adam are butt naked staring at each other. Literally. Um, I can't wait to see where our friendship goes from here. It's just going <laughs> to prosper. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, thank you for all the feedback, for the listeners. Thank you for everything. We love you guys. Um, keep letting us know how you guys feel about what we're talking about. And honestly, like, if you really are enjoying this and you are gaining something from it, please feel free to like and share it. Like, I know it sounds pretty <laughs> gimmicky and stuff, but like, we do, it's not about the numbers for us, it's about the impact. And if we can have an impact on as many people as we can, if you feel like it's had an impact on you, most likely your friends mm. would want to hear this too. Um, we really we message each other sometimes and we're just like, dude, we're going to change the fucking world. We're trying to, one step at a time. Because we really want to see everyone happy. Be the change you want to see. Exactly. And to end, there's a quote from a, a song that I love um, by Father John Misty. Um, and the song is called When You're Smiling and Astride Me. It's a great song. Highly, highly recommend. Um, and the line is, that's how you live free, truly see and be seen. So if you guys can, you know, just ponder about that for a bit, you know, and every day try and be seen and try and truly see. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Love you. Bye. Now the boys.